0: and our Living the Dream team will show you the way to enjoying the land and all the outdoor pursuits it has to offer. Here's your host, Bill Cooper.
1: We've got a great lineup today. We're going to be talking to Travis Tackett, who grew up on the Gasconade River. That has to be a Marys or Gasconade County, and also a little sidekick bit, of his, a little bit of both, a little bit of both, <laughs> and a sidekick of his, Chef chef Albert from the Public House. All oh, these guys are going to be like a barrel full of monkeys, i tell you what. That sounds like a good time, doesn't it? A guaranteed. Welcome, Chef. We're glad to have you on the show, man. First time.
2: <laughs> well, I'm always glad to be around you and uh, just shoot it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, t- I tell you what, uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to take this. You know, we just ate a huge lunch, and uh, yeah, you're going to be rough on the tummy, I think. It wasn't at the public house. I'm sorry. I apologize. But uh, Well,
2: we weren't open today, so oh, that's that'd be right. why. That's why
1: we weren't there. Yeah, I, I knew that.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I was there just the other night. What was a big event? Oh,
2: the uh, uh, Progressive Valentine's Day dinner.
1: Oh, man, I made big brownie points with
2: that oh yeah well that's really what it's for it's not for the guys it's to make sure you make it in good with the woman
1: uh, i did i did very well she was uh, she was extremely pleased man and i gotta tell you that whole tour of the winery and everything i've, I've been through several facilities like that outdoor riders we get to, <laughs> we get invited to places like that as as a spinoff you know the outdoor stuff they gotta feed you you know we love to eat man but uh that was a fabulous meal the guys that did the tours were so personable and uh, uh i think they spend a lot of time in front of crowds evidently they're quite the entertainers but uh well, one of the owners got to talk to him a few minutes after it was all over but uh, i bragged you up buddy about the, the meal tell us about that that meal that uh, you prepared for us he's rolling his eyes he probably doesn't remember he didn't need it <laughs> no, I got
2: him. there's been a beer or two <laughs> since then oh yeah once one event ends i just start concentrating on the next one. Um, But the part that I was most proud of was probably the uh, uh, slow-smoked brisket that I actually did in the oven, just put wood straight in the oven, did it. Um, As a Texas boy, I get a lot of flack for the fact that I am not that great at brisket, but I'm a lot better at pork because it's cheaper. (laughs) (laughs) But I think I actually nailed that one, just smothered it in uh, cocoa powder, uh, used our giddy goat coffee stout, made a little bit of heat, and... I think it came out well over that asparagus, and there oh, we
1: go. Oh, we all thought it was fabulous. Everybody was was tickled, pain. I certainly didn't hear any complaints. I just looking, kept looking down the line to see if anyone left anything on their plate. You know? <laughs> A little scavenging. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was just so interesting as we went through the winery and the, the trip, the different uh, wines and beers that they put out first to sample, and they had, Foods every place we stopped, and there was a kind of a berry salad too at one of the stops. I I, I don't, I never remember the names of these fancy things, you know. I just enjoy eating them.
2: I I went simple with it, just call it a fruit salad. Uh, Strawberries, blackberries, blueberries. um, Most of them were from local farmers from this past season that I froze up and saved up, and then did a. uh, Were there walnuts in there? uh, Black. Uh, yeah, black walnuts yeah. Uh, that were from a local farm, and then uh, did our strawberry rosé from the winery and made that into a dressing for it, so it wasn't too sweet.
1: It was perfect.
2: Well, thank I, you very much.
1: I, I, I loved it. Of course, I'm a big fan of, of uh, that, that sort of thing, but just such a pleasant crowd there. I'm I probably the oldest person there, John. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing I got a young wife. That's all I can say. <laughs>
2: there you go.
0: Well, can I ask you a quick question, yeah. Chef? Uh, you were talking about the fruit there because I I had fruit at a, another fine restaurant in the area not too long ago, and it tasted like something I would have had in the winter time. Everything was kind of tasteless and and not you know particularly ripe and sweet and good. So so Bill, you said this fruit was great. How did you How did you manage to do that again?
2: Um, a lot of it is as soon as you get it in, once it hits that uh, right moment. Uh, I just got to freeze it as quickly as possible. I don't have a quick freeze unit. Uh, so instead, I just lay it as flat as possible uh, with the least surface area, throw it in the coldest freezer I got, and get it done. Make sure it's sealed up in a bag really well. Uh, and then from there, a lot of places, even if you do that, if you run underwater too long, it will just ruin, take out all that flavor. So, you just gotta let it slowly get up to temp and then do what you're gonna do with it. Kind of like veggies. Best thing to do is freeze them really quick. You get all that nutrients, still stays in there with pickling and stuff, or even canning it. It can be fine, but you gotta drink that liquid if you actually want all of the (laughs) vitamins and minerals that are in it. (laughs) Right. Which isn't all necessarily good.
1: Well, Diane was embarrassed when I turned my bowl up. You know,
2: <laughs> I believe she embarrassed a lot. Yeah, right? <laughs> she is. Right? She,
1: good thing she's thick-skinned. But but John, the different berries that were in that fruit salad—I mean, you could really catch the flavor of the different berries. Some were a little sweeter, and others some a little bit tart. But to me, boy, the the thing that really brought the thing all together were those black walnuts. Of course, I'm a big black walnut fan. Mm-hmm. But then you had Diane calls it dirt flavor because she doesn't like <laughs> she doesn't like it. Any kind of nut, but I love them. But that was just a, enough of a different flavor from the sweet and the tart that it really stood. I guess would that be would that be considered the salt and uh, something well, like that or what?
2: Well, those black walnuts, I uh, the term I think is earthy, earthy. kind of like a I like, like a mushroom, yeah, or just.
1: I'd say earthy Diane says dirty,
2: <laughs> yeah, a little mixture between bark and dirt, but in a good way <laughs> yeah
1: well you nailed it down, I absolutely loved it man, but the beef there you used it was so tender and everything where did it come from
2: oh that's uh from Queen Jane out in Mood dance farms um she's anytime we get beef, I try to get it from her um for Anything that we do, all of our burgers and everything are hers. Uh, She names every single cow. She has relationships with them. Actually, every Sunday, she holds church for the cows. She goes out there and sings. Amazing grace to them.
1: I'm going out there. But what a what an interesting lady, and she was showing us all pictures of the other night of a party she'd had out there. I said, Jane, are you an old hippie? Absolutely. Oh yes.
2: Oh yes. <laughs> I've never friend. seen
1: such costumes as some of these these people wore. Uh, if I ever go to one of those parties. I, I, I'm going to have to redo
2: my wardrobe, I think. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> you may not make it back. <laughs> but,
1: oh, man, the bonfire. I've never seen such a bonfire.
2: Oh, yeah. Step right outside her door, and it's set up right there. It's absolutely amazing. The main problem with going to Jane's house is um, trying to be sober enough to leave.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I would imagine I kind of gathered that. But with that big fire and all, I mean, this was 1 o'clock in the morning or something. I said, Jane, if I come, can I howl at the moon? <laughs>
2: I think it's mandatory. <laughs> You're probably right.
1: But what a sweetheart. I'm really looking forward to having her, her come on. But, uh, HF, you got something coming up like uh, tomorrow, I think, opening day of trout season. I know for the last several years uh, I've dropped in there uh, at your place when uh, trout season opening day. And you have a, oh, it's my favorite thing there, trout fritters. You're going to do that again this year? We're putting a little pressure on you. Please? <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, absolutely. Um, I believe we'll be doing the uh, 10% off your order uh, if you bring in your tag. Um, our trout fitters actually are the only thing that we still have on the menu from the original start date. Really? Absolutely. Uh, even if I wanted to get rid of them, there's no way I could. There'd no. be a there'd be no, cane.
1: I'd bad badmouth you in the newspaper if you did that.
2: Uh, deserve Maybe it at on that the point. radio. Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, they are one of my favorite things. Very tasty. In fact, I was in there. Uh, I don't know a year or two ago. You and I kind of orchestrated a little photo session. You know, you had the trout <laughs> trout fitters at dirty old fishing caps and fly rods and flies and you kept bringing beer out to post with those photographs made some beautiful photographs uh the chef kept fussing at me he said you need to yell at me man when the head goes off of that beer you <laughs> know <laughs> but we had the best time with that and i know i used the photos hope you guys were able to use them somewhere probably in the bathroom but <laughs>
2: <laughs> it wasn't that's and where you know, get them
1: yeah it's a real good time but uh so, opening dead trout season, you do realize it's on a Sunday. Oh yeah. And boy if it's any kind of good weather there's gonna be an enormous crowd out there. In fact I was at the uh I can never remember if it's a sports club or the chamber of commerce, it's a trout fraternity guys that get together, go with a little luncheon the other day. Uh the guys from the hatchery and all come out and give us a report, and James Foundation reports telling us about everything that's going gonna to go, go on. And uh, we had a great time there. But uh, I wish I had thought about the trout fritter deal. I would have announced it to him. But I'll make it known opening day out at Merrimack Spring. I'll, I'll be out there filming, I'm sure, and taking lots of photographs.
2: Uh, we'll get you a sandwich board.
1: You're talking now.
2: <laughs> Wear it <laughs> around his neck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: For someone who hasn't had your trout fritters, what are they like?
2: Oh, well. um,
0: Explain those beautiful things.
2: um, Well, uh, originally we were trying to source them locally, but uh, legalities uh, we could not. Uh, So we actually found a sustainable uh, place uh, up in, I think, around Alaska, uh, to where they have, they gloat a zero footprint for their trout raising. Um, We get those in, we smoke them up, uh, we skin them up. After that, it's basically just whip them up with some potatoes and some seasonings and fry them up in our Rod's cream Ale batter, serve them to your pipe and hot, and enjoy. That, that sounds uh, wonderful. That house-made oh, tartar sauce, it is sauce so too. flavorful.
1: I mean, it really makes your taste buds stand up. And there's a little bit of red onion with that in there.
2: Uh, yeah, usually serve I, that as I a garnish. It. That way, somebody wants a little more bite to it to go yeah. along with the really uh, uh, with the house made tartar sauce that's heavy on the lemon and just trying to be smooth and actually complement it instead of trying to compete with it.
1: Yeah, well, man, you you do it perfectly. I I tell you, I eat those things fairly regularly. And uh, yeah, and you, I, you do. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that regular. <laughs> He, hey, he, he don't need to be picking on me. He used <laughs> me as a guinea pig, you know.
2: A, oh, anytime vo- you come in, <laughs>
1: a volunteer, a volunteer guinea pig.
0: Well, I got to say, Bill. I, I mean, I, I'm on a first name basis at the Rolla Public House, so don't feel bad. <laughs>
1: oh, yep. good, yeah. I know. Hey, you and I, one time we were in the Rolla Public House together. What was we won fifty nine dollars or something? That's right. Yeah.
0: And then ended up with a trip to Jeff City to get it.
1: Yeah, we had drive all the way to <laughs> Jeff
0: City to get our
1: fifty nine dollars. <laughs> then we spent it all, all at a pizza place there. Oh, we had a great time. I can't believe this segment is gone already. You guys are just too much fun. I'm Bill Cooper with Living the Dream
2: Outdoors. The Living the Dream Outdoors podcast is brought to you by Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, Cowtown USA, Alps Outdoors, Scenic Rivers Taxidermy, and the Fly Rod Journals.
0: Land ownership is the American dream. Land is the basis of all life. Our wise use of this most precious of resources ensures the survival and growth of free institutions and our American way of life. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we value the traditions and freedoms that land provides us. Every day we seek the solace of a mountain sunrise over traffic jams and smog, the calming silence of a bubbling stream over the sirens of the city, as the Living the Dream Outdoor Dream Team explores the most desired outdoor properties in the Midwest and whisks you away to incredible hunting, fishing, and outdoor recreation opportunities. Host Bill Cooper, an inductee of the National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, will be joined by members of the Living the Dream Outdoors Team each week as they tell tall tales, unveil tips and tactics, and rub elbows with some of the biggest names in the outdoor world. You'll also find the Living the Dream Outdoors podcast on your favorite social media platforms, including Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.